0: JoeBertigan.com, this on the record segment brought to you by Munster Service Center. And with me is uh, one of the old guard drivers from the old Wolf River Racing Association. He was even a president of that organization at one time. Uh, Secretary. Secretary, Willard Redant, a Shawnee native. And when I think of the Redants, of course, Kyle Redant is his grandson who is that, you know, uh, a Shawnee Speedway champion, Dirt Kings uh, standout. But what I remember about the Redants years ago, Blue cars, beautiful race cars, and loyal to Ford all the way through. Talk about how it
1: all got started for you. Well, I picked up a used car uh, from Arnie Dunkey and uh, we worked together on it for a while, and we decided to uh, alternate driving, but he had other commitments and he wasn't real good at handling the car. Finally, he just said, why don't you just take it, and I took his number and away we went. Wow, what year was that roughly? That was probably um, seventy-two
0: or three, something like that. Okay, and you guys ran the Ford. You had the big cars, Torinos, Mustangs. Talk about that—that that loyalty to the Blue Oval.
1: Well, we started off with uh, Ford Starliners. Oh wow! And uh, Both cars were identical. We're just working on the fi- family farm had sponsorship. No other sponsors. Uh, Uh, both cars were identical every nut and bolt. I remember that one was 44, one was A44, right? Yeah. And then we we wrecked one of the cars uh, doors and we cut the A out of the uh, panel door panel, and we alternated when we only had one car and they didn't know what was going on. We we left the track and we come back with A44 and they didn't even know what happened.
0: Wow. So
1: So talk about Let's, this is
0: you, when you got started early 70s Shano Speedway you were part of the Wolf River Racing Association yeah. a long defunct group talk about the history and the origins of that
1: organization and what tracks they were all involved with at that time well they they uh, were running way before my time even okay but uh, they had B. Pierre, Shano and Seymour it was the ones that we ran That's about the only tracks that I I know of that we ran anyway.
0: But but that was a group that kind of governed and policed itself, and it was just one class back then, late models, right? That's all.
1: That's all. Do the time trials, and there was an A a and a B feature. So
0: as a secretary of the club, what were some of the duties that you had over the years? Well, we
1: just kept the minutes. It was kind of an unofficial thing, but that's... We had some minutes from the previous meeting, and uh, always met in one of the taverns someplace. Biggest thing, half the people came for the lunch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, back then, was there a big rivalry with the Wolf River area drivers, Sean Clintonville, New London, versus J.J. Smith, Jerry Smith, Roger
1: Egan? Do you recall any any big rivalries with that kind of thing? Well, when they decided they wanted the full fronts, and and, uh, the bigger cars came in, we, they were allowed to bigger motors and so we had a rough time competing and uh, one night uh, there was a standoff in front of the grandstand and everybody parked the cars and that was it that uh,
0: when you said everybody parked the cars all the locals at shano did you mean
1: uh, almost everybody so they we, did and
0: what we, was the protest about just the uh, those fox valley
1: cars coming in and the changing of the rules changing the rules and opening up the, the rules and, uh, running full fronts and, and, and bigger time and I guess we weren't ready for it we stood away for a couple of weeks and then we came back put fenders on and run with the rest of them so
0: eventually who were some of the big players that were real reluctant to go along with that change back then do you remember offhand no the,
1: the one of the ones that were not uh, fastest cars gotcha uh, felt we couldn't compete that makes sense right
0: when you uh, when you consider uh, the class you were in, you had, you guys had those big, big Fords. Any idea what those cars weighed when you ran them back
1: then? They had to be heavy they, tanks. They were they heavy, had... they were tanks. Oh, wow. And uh, it was all black, uh, black piping. Right. Roll bars. Our, our uh, roll bar started at the back bumper, went up under the rope, come back down, rolled up and went to the front bumper. One, wow. One
0: piece of metal. So you raced, but also, your brother, Leroy Redan,
1: has teammates, right? We yeah. both uh, ran for quite a while, and gas 6 got more and more expensive, and, uh, I could see the handwriting on the wall that the farm couldn't support two cars at the new expense. I had gotten a different job, so I was on the road a lot. Right. But Leroy to continue Continue uh, holding up the Redan name. They run some newer cars, Right. He did a pretty good job. But Leroy ran the Mustang as long
0: as he could, though, yeah. against, you know, all the fabricated cars and stuff. Yeah. How long did that continue?
1: We uh, ran about five or six years against the big boys. Sure. It was just a family thing. We enjoyed doing what we did. And it was, um, it was a fun time. It
0: was more fun than anything else. Yeah. When you look back on it, um, was it tough to acquire parts for the Ford Motors and that thing back then, or not so much? No, well, my
1: dad was out pretty much uh, every uh, two, three days a week going to pick up extra motors and stuff. Sure. We used them. We were able to blow one motor every other week. Right. Oh, wow. So, but they weren't made to
0: turn 72. Looking back, Shawna was your home track. Did you have any more or less success between Shano, Seymour, and De beer Talk about those three tracks and any differences with them when you were racing career.
1: Didn't have a lot of luck at beer No, how come? Uh, Seymour was uh, was actually my favorite track. Okay. Uh, we came out, one of the memories I got is we came out at Seymour. Uh, I had fast time that night and got the green flag. By the time i come out of number two turn, I was in the lead. Sure. And going into number four or three, a car that I had left to pass lost his outside rear axle, and it went upright. It tipped me up at the same time he slid in. I went four on end and three on the side. Oh, boy. So it was a quite a ride, and that was the first race of the year.
0: Ouch. So, so when your career, your stock car career ended, you dabbled a little bit in Spectator Eliminators. Talk about that at Channel.
1: Well, my mechanic uh, that I had working for me at the time uh, used to race Volkswagens in Texas. Okay. And, and he liked to drink a lot, so we were sitting <laughs> in the grandstand. Right. And uh, there was a couple Corvettes that kept uh, yeah, Corvettes that came in from Milwaukee that were winning all the time. Lee Sheen was one of them. Yeah. I remember. I was a kid in the stands. I remember it. And uh, Ron started talking. He said, Oh, hell, I could beat that car with a Volkswagen. I said, Ron, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he kept going and embarrassing the heck out of me. We got the chop on Monday morning, and a lady had brought a little Volkswagen in to just go through it. It was in a model for years. Right. And she said, Safety check it and see if, what it needs. <laughs> right turned out that it was it needed more than it was worth sure so she says you want it for parts and I took the car parked into the backyard and after she left Ron said to me hey we got our car for the bulk Vol- for the street eliminators I sure thought. I thought you should quit drinking
0: <laughs>
1: and he kept pestering to me and finally I said if you want to build that car to race out here you just go right ahead sure put it in the paint booth I don't want to see it do it on your own time yeah so the end of the week he came over to me and he says i got that car ready to go sure says, it's great uh, he says i want you to try it out i says, it's your car right no no he says, i built it for you he says, i didn't i never run on a half mile track right uh, i says the first corner of the thing is going to tip over and look like a fool yeah he says you can't tip it over i says so we had a, a little pasture in the back of my shop yeah i says i'll tell you what let's take it out there i'll tip it over to show you that it, <laughs> As it turned out, I couldn't. Really? I was kind of impressed with it. Wow. So we took it. It was the second from last race of the season. Sure. And uh, I pulled into the pit, and all I could remember is the announcer said, Now there's a the guy with balls. <laughs> <laughs> was it Jerry Rohde? Probably. Yes. Eh? Oh, wow. And uh, so we run, and I, I kind of watched the street living there so I knew which ones were kind of slower, so I jockeyed in line to get a, alongside of them. And I beat everybody except G. Of course, he beat me with, with right. And the crowd just went nuts. Just wow. That was a great great thing to have. On. And it was a tired 40 horse engine. I mean, it was nothing <laughs> special. Right. He had the wheels reversed and two things. No kidding.
0: So, you enjoy chasing around your uh, grandson, Kyle Rodin? you got to be
1: pretty proud of what he's accomplished so I far, am, huh? I am. He's doing a good job. He's holding up the Red Ant name. Uh, of course, we live in uh, Nashville, so right. we're, we're good for the summer. Nice. Uh, he's, uh, makes me proud. Nice. World Red
0: Ant, it's been a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. I've been meaning to, get to connect with you a long time. Enjoy the races tonight. Thank you.